for nine years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House. Hour number four of our weekly four-hour broadcast. We talk about one specific thing about your house, home, castle, cabin, and in particular this month following our home maintenance calendar, landscape. Well, landscape is part of the house, part of your home, part of your property, part of your uh, domain. And this is actually a repeat of a topic we did just two weeks ago, but because of uh, the preempted news coverage of John McCain services, a lot of our broadcast area didn't hear it, and it was a fun enough hour that we thought, well, you know, let's just let's do a repeat because it's about how to start planning your uh, landscape, whether you're looking at redoing an existing landscape or you're looking to complete a landscape or you're looking to uh, move into a home where you've got a com- brand new slate to start with, is where in the state to go see different plants in their natural environments to give you ideas on what to bring into your home if you're looking to go all natural, if you're looking to go more uh, arid, if you're looking to move to maybe something a little bit more tropical or edibles. There's all kinds of different locations and great sites to see in the state to kind of expand your horizon and, and open your mind to the possibilities of what you can bring to your own living area. And eight places that we're going to highlight this hour would be the Arboretum and Flagstaff for the mountain areas. That also includes uh, Arizona Colleges, NAU campus. NAU, ASU, and U of A all have arboretums on their campus. Uh, The Rio Salada Restoration Area down in Phoenix, Scottsdale Zero Escape, Tucson Botanical Gardens, Arizona Sonora Museum. But we started all off at the Desert Botanical Gardens down by Papago. Yeah, it's nestled right in by the zoo there. It's uh, on Galvin Parkway. It's not by Papago, it's in Papago. Yeah, it's a, it's a great little area, and it, it's just a powerhouse of a botanical garden. This one thing that's kind of a theme that runs through all of these places is they want to highlight desert plants and they want you to get excited about them. So they're great in education, they're great in making sure that you have the information you need and you want. So the Desert Botanical Garden has all kinds of paths. Uh, you know, grouped by maybe type of plant or or area of plant. Mm-hmm. And because it's in the Papago area, we had a caller earlier now wanted to know how to plant in a rocky setting. And you, anything growing on those rocks, you know, is going to grow in your rocky yard. <laughs> yeah, there's no faking it. There, it's right right there in the desert, and um, and it's just it is inspiring. It's also woven all throughout with um, artwork. Right now, they have uh, in October they're getting ready to roll out a program uh, highlighting light lighting on. It's, it's, it's a light show, like Electric Desert, it's called. So you can go do things like that. There's all kinds of classes you can take. But if you're just going down there, they have self-guided tours, and everything is marked really well. So you can go, oh, I like that plant. What is it? And there's the marker right there. Write it down, take a picture, mm-hmm. whatever, however you want to save that information. And you were talking about the light show. That's a great place to go at night to you know, plan your nightscape as well with your night lighting so you can enjoy this in the – Summertime, it's so hot during the day. The only time you could be outside and enjoy it is in a nightscape setting. And in the wintertime, you get home so early, it's already dark. <laughs> you get out and enjoy your outdoors. You're doing it in the dark. So nightscaping is a big part of your landscape design. And the, the night tours at 
botan or the night lighting at Desert Botanical Garden is a great way to see those. And another thing, you always talk about your your tree orchard, how you have things that grow and you can harvest throughout the year. You know, if you have a little time, it's great to go to to the botanical gardens each season and see what's blooming this season. What could I have planted that would bloom this season? So to space out your your year, where you always have something you can enjoy. And a lot of the places you, you and Romy are going to take us this morning actually have training classes. And so in all of the places they mentioned this morning, don't hesitate to get on their website and take a look at the training classes that are coming up. And as you and Romy take us through all of these landscaping sites throughout the state, I'll lean on our friend Roger Naylor, and I'll have his book, Boots and Burgers, and, Is that all you think about? As as y'all take us the on a tour yeah. of all these great landscaping places to stop in, I'm going to lean on Roger and go through his book, and I'm going to find all the best little burger joints close to each one of these locations that you should finish your tour Well, with. I had to laugh at Romy last hour <laughs> answering the question about Cohills. And by the way, have you eaten at that little place next door, you know? Pepper's Hawes <laughs> Cafe. <laughs> Hey, there's never a time I'm down that area. There isn't two or three police cars out front. You know you've got a good local lunch joint when the cop cars are parked outside. There you go. There you know, also, some of the bigger places like Boyce Thompson and the bigger botanical gardens will have plant sales, and it's about that time of year. So theirs is coming up pretty soon. We had looked that up at one point. Well, at the Desert Botanical Garden, there are literally thousands of species. They're all... Uh, kind of acclimated to the desert environment. Uh, when, when I encourage y'all to get out and look at these places, I want you to take a look at the subtleties of great design. You know, a lot of landscapes are trips to the nursery or the big box stores, seeing a particular plant with a particular color blossom on it, you grab it, and you think, well, it'll fit good here. And over the years, those good fits here and good fits there, you maybe have bought something that isn't really particularly compatible to the desert environment. So a good plan is a great place to start. And take a look in these professional garden environments, the subtleties of design, the placement of the hardscape, the, the boulders, the plant species, the layering of, of different products and plants as they all come together. It makes a huge difference of what the final scene looks like. And here's that plant sale date for Desert Botanical Gardens. Um, so the one nice thing about each one of these places, you, you can join as a member and help support their cause. And if you're a member, you get in a day early to everything. So um, October 19th starts for members, and the 20th and the 21st is open. You can go and buy plants right there on, on the spot. And from the Desert Botanical Gardens, it's an easy walk over to Scottsdale Xeriscape Garden. Maybe might be you don't a even, bike ride. It is. You don't even have to go that far. In right around the Desert Botanical, I mean, you got the zoo, you got Pueblo Grande ruins, you got ASU campus, you got Tempe Town Lake. But before you would leave that area, you would have to take Roger Naylor's advice and get into the Chuck Box hamburger Ooh. joint. On University. Okay, so obviously our I, layout I, of sites are... Yeah, I, I miss my Scottsdale Chuck Box and what, my Mags Hamlet. What is it now? Oregano's <laughs> or something like yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mags. Uh, I, I'd give... What, oh. oh, wouldn't we love to have a Mags? Oh, oh I'd love to have Mags Hamlet back. That's for sure. But the Chuck Box, and here's what Roger has to say about it. 
No seasoning compares to a well-used grill. <laughs> that, that puts Good word. That puts it pretty well for the chuck bucks. Huh? You oh. order it just the way you want. Give that to You're me. You're going to make me drive to Tempe I don't, this I don't. broadcast. Give, it, give, it, give me a big one. I want a big one with cheese, medium rare. All right. I, you know, I may do bun huggers and flagstaff. I don't know. One of the two. Kind of the same, same <laughs> business flame, model. Yep. Yep. So, so now Tempe, you can Lake. get on your bicycle and ride over to Scottsdale. <laughs> you two are impossible. <laughs> Arizona State campus was on there, but I, were, I, I missed that in the order because that is closer than the Scottsdale Xeriscape. But that would be one that I think they call it the Green Belt all along Hayden Road. You can ride, bike. Yeah, the little tunnels take strike. you underneath the road. You don't have to worry about traffic. It's funny. Growing up not far from there, I've never been on it. You know, our cousins from Colorado have been on it more than I have. It's just it was never anything to do. Well, now it's a, be- a beautiful little ride. Part of that stop on is the new development at the water treatment plant at the Scottsdale Xeriscape Garden. And Bill Kassenheiser, the arborist there on site, has just done a great job with that entire uh, stretch of what, what is it? Not even a hundred yards, maybe a little longer than that, but well, they have they've s- got Palo Verdes. It's just this yellow cascade of flowers that are both in the trees and on the ground in the springtime, and they've got those types of uh, drainage system wall retainer walls called gavion. Gavions. That is a sharp element. I, that's a timeless look for me. It is. It'll, it'll always be there, and the, it's they've got seven thousand plants. 200 species, and everything is well-marked. Roman, they also have a master master gardener phone number. You can call and just ask questions. But the beauty of that is they took a 5.5 million gallon tank and sunk it and then put this. Of course, you can't build on top of that, so they put the Xeriscape on top. And so it's all about, uh, you know, drought-tolerant plants, and uh, it's just an amazing, amazing facility. And everything, is uh, again, is marked. You can... Just walk along. It's self-guided, open all, you know, regular hours. You can just walk on in. It's yeah, free. It's on the side of Hayden Road. You just walk yeah, through it. Yeah, it's free. Mm-hmm. And then when you're done, you walk over to Randy's restaurant. Where's Randy's? I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking, I would probably get hungry between Desert Botanical and Xeriscape. <laughs> so I wander into Carlsbad Tavern. Yeah, okay. Well, we're a little bit north of that. It's on Chaparral. Randy's has been there forever. It's Randy's Restaurant and Ice Cream Parlor. And I I. It's been there as long as I think we've been on air. It's been there probably 30 years. And I'm never in that area around lunchtime where I don't stop at Randy's. Now, that's not in Roger Naylor's book. So this isn't one Roger had found. But, I mean, Randy's, as it relates to the proximity of the Xeriscape Center and Garden right there on Hayden, would be the perfect place for you to Nourish up. Protein up, baby. One more thing about the Xeriscape before y'all go to lunch is um, it's a National Wildlife Federation certified campus. So if you're interested in attracting wildlife to your property, they have great plants and ideas for that as well. I'd like to know what they're doing with the 5 million gallons of water underneath that. Well, it's the city's water. It's the city water. Are they recharging the ground wells Mm -hmm. with it or they're using it for the— She said it was drinking water. Yeah, I think it's— just one of the treatment plants, mm-hmm. point of distribution to homes 
and businesses. And she said it would have been so ugly if they put it above ground, so they had this idea to sink it and put the Xeriscape on top. I'm, I've got to find out more about that. That's really interesting. It used to be like an old Goonie golf place, didn't it? Oh, that's, boy, I forgot about that. Oh, and you know, that's a dog park, too, so right, you can right bring your dog dogs. Park. All right, we're going to be rounding the corner here and jumping on I-10 and running down to Tucson to take a look at the Tucson Sonoran uh, Museum as well as the Tucson Botanical Garden. It, on that drive south, though, don't stay on I-10 into Tucson and then go over. Cut down at Marana and take the back side, the west side of the Tucson Mountains in Saguaro National Park to really get... Touche. You know, yes. there's nothing wrong with 10, but that's a fast-moving freeway. Jump off at Marana, slow down, and enjoy that desert scape because it's there's, there's nowhere else in the world. That that's similar to our Sonoran Desert Southwest. I mean, you're you're in a unique area. You can't it's unduplicated undu- anywhere else. Enjoy it. Have y'all been? And, and I'm doing the Arizona Sonoran Museum uh, when we're down in Saba. That, right. That's one I I haven't pulled into and toured, but that that's on my checklist for three weeks from now. Let's do it. With the desert sun blazing year-round, your home needs to have fortress-level protection against intense sun rays and oppressive heat. Hey, y'all, Rosie here. Fortunately, Pella Impervia fiberglass windows and doors are built to withstand the southwest climate and stay looking great for years, and it gets better. These energy-efficient Pella products can help keep your home more comfortable. So when you leave the sauna outside, you're greeted with a rejuvenating burst of cool air inside. The team from your local Pella window and doors of Scottsdale or Tucson can finish your installation project in as little as a day. You're just a short call away from a cooler, better looking, more energy efficient home. Visit the showroom in Scottsdale or call 877-987-3552 to lock in your Pella savings now. That's 877-987-3552. Call Pella now. Touring the great state of Arizona. We're on a road trip this hour. Now, that's great road trip and music right there, huh? Got to have good music to go along for sure. Oh, man. Like Romy says, exit I-10, get off up Marana, go back around the backside of Saguaro National Park. I think you Take guys a look at the beautiful park. have everybody so hungry there's nobody left listening. <laughs> They've all taken off to find some pl- something good to eat. We're touring the state with the Romeros here this hour. Eight Arizona garden sites you need to see before you landscape. We started with the Desert Botanical Garden right at Papago Park. We took you from there to the Scottsdale Xeriscape Garden, and we headed down to Tucson now to talk about the Tucson Sonora Museum as well as the Tucson Botanical Garden. As Romy and Jennifer tour you through all of these sites, I'm using Roger Naylor's book, Boots and Burgers, to tell you as you stop at all these places, great places for you then to grab a bite to eat. And you can find Roger's book at rogernaylor.com. We have discovered several great little joints. This is how we found Satchmo's. Mm -hmm. If everything was a Satchmo's, man. (laughs) All right, take us to the Tucson Sonora Museum. Hey, between the Scottsdale Xeriscape and the Arizona Sonora Desert Museum, that's 100 and 
22 mile stretch. What's Roger got in us pit pit stops on the way? Well, he he I I will check. I okay. will check. Go ahead. Well, this this desert um Arizona Sonoran Desert Museum is nestled in the west part, way west part of Tucson area. Just beautiful, kind of a little bit high and you look down over the valley. And it's 98 acres. And they call it the Desert Museum Fusion Experience because normally they have a zoo, a botanical garden, an art gallery, a natural history museum, and an aquarium. They have a uh-huh. And in a perfect world, uh-huh. this is that is what all zoos should look like. They they broke the mold of just viewing animals in cages and went through the effort of putting them in their natural environment. And I think that's a premier zoo. So it's not tigers and elephants. No, and it's a, it's 230 species, most of them, you know, desert-type critters. A lizard. Mm-hmm. You'll love it. Gila, Gila monsters. monsters. Rattlesnakes. Ringtails. <laughs> Fox. Cootamundes. There you go. Cool. Yeah. So it's just a wonderful, wonderful place. They have two great little restaurants right on, on, on the spot. And it was started in 1952 by the Conservation Corps. If you could add up all the things that they did in, in this country with the Conservation Corps. Yeah, look at all that we saw just hiking Sabino and Bear Canyon a couple uh, last month. It's mind-boggling. All of that was built by Conservation Corps. Makes the desert enjoyable for all of us. So the fusion experience at the Tucson Sonoran Desert Museum, uh, plant sales? Yes, they do, and I'd have to look that one up. Okay. Other things you can do in the general area is you can hike a mountain. Jennifer and I took that off of our bucket list just last month while we were down in Tucson for the banquet at uh, Star Pass. Oh, and when, you, when you're up there, you can look down and see that we found the Tucson Mission Garden. Mission Garden. We're going to have them on this, this fall as well. With the, and that's a walk through time with the different plants that were growing with the different people, the different, with the different things explorers brought in and, and just the different generational And that's plants. right along the Santa Cruz River Walk. And the Santa Cruz River is one of the most – it is the epicenter – of the original European invasion of the Southwest. It was the Santa Cruz River that the Spanish friars used as the highway from Mexico to enter Arizona, the San Pedro and the Santa Cruz. And the Santa Cruz River is right there along the Tucson Mountain, and it is the original site of the settling of Tucson. Rich, rich history in that area. And you asked about the plant sale for the Arizona Sonora Desert Museum. It's actually um, Sunday, September 30th for the public. But if you join, you can go a day earlier, September 29th. And from there on, I'm going to jump off of our route real quick. If you just want to stay windshield time and experience it, you could go south from there, jump on 86 and go through three points and kick peak. Uh, past Kit Peak, go through Y, hit 85, Ajo, come back up uh, to meet in an 8 at Gila Bend. That that stretch of, of road is very isolated. I mean, you, you almost feel like you're driving back in through time. And it's been a long time since so I've been through Ajo. They've done a really nice job with that town. Yeah, Ajo is nice, last, yes. that, that is a really nice town and you've got Oregon Pipe Cactus National Monument. But that wasn't really part of it. I, I took a little detour there. Tell me where there. to eat in Gila Bend, huh? That's a challenge. <laughs> we 
<laughs> what is it? A space cafe? The, right? Oh, the space cafe. Yeah, the space cafe. It's fantastic. <laughs> As we leave the Arizona Sonoran Desert Museum, we head directly east towards the Tucson Botanical Gardens. A lot closer to downtown. Uh, Just all kinds of wonderful places to have, uh, just to be inspired. You know, you can go to see the plants that you're you're wanting to plant, but also um, if you're wanting to inspire the next generation, they have such great classes that you can... Um, participate in family, family camp, self-guided tours. And, you know, if you're not into camping, it's just a really great way to get your kids outside. As you were mentioning during the break, all of these places we've mentioned, well, I mean, not all of them, but the majority have uh, settings for conference, uh, business meetings. Uh, You did all your gift shopping for Christmas. The gift shops that these offer, and a lot of them specialize and have local Artist. Artist or, or products and gift shop stuff is all from other local companies and mom-pop shops. They just fill your head with all kinds of ideas, you know, just all the, and it's, it's inspiring. Just between the plants themselves, the hardscapes, the artwork you can put in your yards and stuff, and then the classes. It's right at Grant and Alvernon, and they're celebrating the year of the tree at the Botanical Garden. Boy, now when... When you're ready, as, you, as you've made your way from the Sonoran Museum over to the Botanical Garden, you've passed a lot of great places to stop and grab a bite to eat as well. Pat's Drive-In. Listen, listen to what Roger Naylor says about, have you had one of the Sonoran hot dogs, Betty? Is that the jalapeno hot dog? Yeah, kind of invented in Tucson. Uh, the, the place he would recommend is El Guero. Canelo? have not been there. Here's what he has to say. I rue the day I ate my first Sonoran hot dog because it's one of those specific and persistent cravings that can't be satisfied with anything else. The Sonoran hot dog is the Sora cactus of wieners. (laughs) (laughs) Don't they serve those at the Saba Home Show, too? I I never can get past a tri-tip to go try one, but I guess I'll have to try this year. Yeah, it's well worth it. And where did we eat? Just last month, with all of our Roselle House partners, a restaurant it called near Reforma. the Botanical Garden. Yeah, it was. It's right on Campbell. Uh, it was some of the freshest Mexican food I've ever eaten. Reforma, and uh, it, it is right on Campbell. Nice setting. Uh, I and and I am not a big Mexican food fan. When I go out, uh, it all tends to be a little bit. Too heavy, and you know they put too way much, too much sauce they, and they, cheese. Yeah, in they most do, places. they do. I do, they do. And and and, and Jen- it's hard for me to say. There's ever too, too much, much cheese. cheese. Yeah, <laughs> Jennifer's Mexican food is so good. If well, I'm in the mood for Mexican, I just wait till she fixes up some of her chicken enchiladas. But this this really was a great dining experience at Reforma. So there's just a couple great places that were that uh, both no. by, from my experience and from Roger Naylor's experience, places you can stop and eat as you go from the Sonora Museum over to the Botanical Garden. And I've got nothing against Pace uh, Picante sauce, but man, you talk about fresh salsa, you just re- you don't realize 
oh. how good salsa really is until you have it just that that perfectly fresh. Uh, so from there, there's a lot of other places. You know, there's only so many destinations we could put in one article. But in Tucson, you also have Reed Park, and they have a zoo yes. as well. Yeah, um, that's a great place to see. But head north at that point. Pick up on 77 as you're passing through Oro Valley. And that whole drive, just being able to look at the Catalinas, you know, there's plenty of places you can stop and turn off and take pictures. But those those mountains, there's, there's just something about them that uh, you, you can't help but just stop and stare at it and get, get lost thinking back what it would, was like 100 years ago. Oh. None of this was here. and At the Steam uh, Pump House Ranch, Poosh Ridge. Romero Canyon, Catalina State Park. I mean, that was all just a, a fabulous area to homestead. And as you're driving north there through Catalina, and you can hit uh, the biosphere just for giggles. Go in and check that out. But where we're taking you, you next. You, you have an impasse. You can stay on 77 yep. to get to Boyce Thompson. Uh, you would eventually have that's to turn right. off at 177. That, that's uh, a pretty drive. Or you Kearney, end up in Globe. Weakland, you know. It nice, is. Nice historic little tour right there. And I'm always one to generally take the road less traveled, and that would be less traveled than 79, but I would miss my Rock Bottom Cafe in Florence if I did that. <laughs> now that, you know what? I don't think that was open when Roger wrote this book. Uh, but that, because that's only been open like about three or four years, I, I believe. I think it's longer than that. I don't know. Is it? I, I, yeah, because I haven't been traveling that 79 since I moved to Whitman, I mean, I, all my trips to Tucson are through Gila Bend and eight. Because they used to have the great hamburger shop south of Florence at Three Points that burned down. I yeah. hated, I hated seeing. I can't. It was a woman's name. I can't remember the name of it, but I hated seeing that place burn down. Because boy, that was a good cheeseburger. So maybe I was always driving past. What is mm. it? River Bottom Creek. River Bottom. Riverside. It's either it's river bottom. I said river rock bottom, bottom at first, yeah. but it's kind of a joke because it's on the dry river, and the sign on the restaurant says, "You know, water's so clear you can see the bottom of the river, <laughs> <laughs> the Gila River." <laughs> so you grab a burger there. Oh, I gotta have a cheeseburger. There. Get up. And then to, you're gonna need to walk it off. I'm sure there's other stuff on the menu. Have it. Get up to Florence Junction, turn right, and drag yourself right into. The right before you get into the beautiful little town of Superior, the Boyce Thompson Arboretum. Do you know? And there'll be plenty area Boyce Thompson to walk off the it's, cheese. It's a lot wilder look and feel than the other ones. It's not uh, the other ones are more have a more of a groomed feeling. But this is actually Arizona's oldest and largest botanical garden. And do you know who runs it? Our friends at the Arizona State Park. Did you know it was a state park? I should have known that. Yeah, it's really I don't cool. know that I did. It's 323 acres, and um, they specialize, I think, in when I think of Oh, you of got Boy two Thompson. cheeseburgers at River Bottom, then. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, 323 acres, and I th- when I think of it, I think of trees. I mean, it's just got this fantastic, it's in a, kind of a, in a canyon, so and there's, there's all, it's not for the, I mean, you have to be able to hike around. It's, it's quite the trail when you walk, if you walk the whole place. You, you, you see trees and think trees. I think geology. Mm. Uh, there's the Picket Post Mountain there. It's there's the Apache Leap, 
And they actually have a geology tour at Boyce Thompson. Oh, they have all kinds of great tours. Yeah. And it and it is on Queen Creek. That actually is really a yeah. creek. And it does run. And underneath the shade canopy of the Arboretum, it's pretty much year-round. It was started in the 1920s by mining magnate Colonel William Boyce Thompson. And he had, been, he had actually served um, in the Red Cross. Mercy Mission to Russia, and he some, somehow that triggered in him this love of plants and this desire to educate people, and this is part of his legacy that he left. Before I'm I'm a I'm gonna do a little parenthetic injection here. Uh-huh. Before How we, unusual. <laughs> before before we continue on Boyce Thompson, we have a caller that wants to give us some detail on 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 my old favorite hamburger joint south of Florence that, that burned down. Good morning. Good morning, Rosie. How are you? Hey, good. What what can you what was the name of that place? I want to say it was like Christie's or Carol's or No, with Yolanda's Chuck Wagon. Yolanda's. <laughs> <laughs> At, are, are you from right around in that area? No, I'm not, but my ex-father-in-law had a little three-piece country rock band called Frontier Justice and they played there about once a month. <laughs> and I actually performed there myself back in the 80s. All right. Well, I I don't know. When did it burn down? That has to be about 10 years ago? That's about right, yes. And now the property's all cleared out, and it's owned by that uh, Greek Orthodox monastery that's across the highway. I didn't know that. Now, what is your name? My name's Doug Osborne. Now, when you're driving into Florence from where Yolanda's used to be, who planted the, the miles of pine trees on the west side of the highway? You know, I, I want to say it was probably the Greek Orthodox monk. Was it really? Okay, I've that's, always that's been. Cu- yeah. I've always been curious where all those pine trees came from. Well, listen, thanks for the call. Yes, Yolanda's. All right, that finishes our parenthetic about great burned out restaurants in Arizona, <laughs> <laughs> and that was a great little dive. So I'm a I'm a put you back on stage, Jennifer. You're at Boyce Thompson Arboretum. Well. Since you keep talking about food, isn't there a place right in there that you like their fried ice cream? Isn't there a little place you got you in Superior? Say? Yeah, so if you're going to leave Boyce Thompson, Superior's not too far. No, no, yeah, you're right there. Yeah, isn't that something you do when you go up there? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they Boyce Thompson also has an annual um, plant sale, though I'm not seeing the readily seeing the date for that one. Well, I'll tell you the other thing we've done at Boyce Thompson that I really liked as well is they give a class on harvesting cactus fruit, all the different fruits that are edible on the cactus plants. And the only one you and I haven't tried yet is we've got to try and harvest the saguaro cactus. Need a long pole. I know, I know. But they've got to get them before the birds do. And got to get them before the birds do. But that's a that's a great class, and then there's there's another class there called Tom's Top Ten Desert Plants. Now that one, I, I clicked through, and he doesn't tell you anything. You gotta go take the class. Yeah, so right. I thought one of us could go take that and share it. That looked like, <laughs> or maybe we'll get him on air, and he'll he'll give us a little cheater class. All right. That well, one. for the majority of the state, as it relates to elevation, soils, land, Boyce Thompson's probably the most applicable to the majority of the living area in Arizona. That's true. That's true. But when we get back, we're going to take you up into, where are we going, Jennifer? We're going to go up to Prescott. Prescott. And we're going to be talking about? Charlotte Hall Museum. 
And, and that will take us into the topic of? Roses. All plants, but and, um, they have a beautiful rose garden. So we'll talk about that. All right. You're joining the Romeros on a road trip today, this hour, through the great state of Arizona, where we have taken you to great places for you to go grab landscaping ideas for the landscaping makeover at your house, as well as great little places to jump in and grab a bite to eat here or there, given our experience of dining throughout Arizona, as well as I'm drawing from a book from our good friend Roger Naylor. It's a book called Boots and Burgers, an Arizona handbook for hungry hikers. And it gives you great trailheads and trail locations, as well as great places when you're done with the hike to go ahead and have a great hamburger, Sonoran Dog, or Satchmo's. Well, that's sandwich. why you hike. <laughs> that's why you hike, to earn the right to grab one of these great meals. More when we get back when we head up to the cool country of Prescott, and we'll talk roses. Just about nice enough this morning you could have taken this road trip with your window down. It was gorgeous on our back patio this morning. We should have done this broadcast. On the road. And just made it all four <laughs> hours. We could have gotten through a, a good section of this. And, hey, here's where we're passing now. And with uh, the satellite broadcasting technology, that's probably – have to, I'll have to research it. I will take the time okay. to take our satellite equipment right. and test signal on the road from all these locations. To see if, if one day we could do this live in real time. Well, Jennifer was talking about the history of Boyce Thompson Ar- Arboretum, and we had a mystery caller call in during the break to inform us. Those of you who have been in Arizona a long time may be familiar with the Wallace and Ladmo show. Well, Wallace's name was actually Bill Thompson, and Boyce Thompson was Bill's uncle. So thank you, Mystery Caller, for that little piece of Arizona tidbit. You can Don't only, you love those connections? You, you can only learn that at rosieonthehouse.com. So and that's now, one reason I love to do the bro- program live. You know, we wouldn't have been here to get that call if, that's if, right. if it had just been a, a plug-and-play record. We make all kinds of friends that way. <laughs> Mystery Caller Pat. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Pat. <laughs> now, McMahon. We're, we're going from uh, Boyce Thompson. And I need to get to Prescott. Fastest How way. How am I going to go? Fastest way, you just 60 back into Phoenix and then up 17 and Boring. over 69. But that's not the road you'll find me on. <laughs> so tell us how we're going. Well, there's a couple different options. Uh, it just depends on what you want to see as you're leaving Boyce Thompson. You could come around, uh, kind of like the Lost Dutchman area. Uh if, if you really wanted to take the long road and take that whole Tortilla Flat 88 to get over to Roosevelt. The Apache Trail. You end up up, up at the dam at Roosevelt Lake. Or you can just keep on 60 east to 188 out of Globe and turn north. Either way, it'll get you through Roosevelt Dam and you can stop in at Pumpkin Center. Yeah, you could get you could get hungry in Globe, and you could stop at the Crestliner Steakhouse, which has been one of my favorite for years. They closed it for a little while, brought it back as a Mexican food restaurant. They still do have the little ribeye steak that's pretty good. But the one thing they didn't bring back is they didn't bring back the oatmeal ice cream. No? No. 
It was the best homemade they, ice cream on the planet, oatmeal cookie flavored. I, I got talked into trying that. Yeah, I was. I, you were it, blown away. It, I'm like oatmeal bad. ice cream, not a chance. <laughs> oh, that was very good. I got talked into it by my friend Dean Priest, and then I talked you into it, and it was absolutely awesome. So the Crestliner, then you got Guayos, and then you get down to Pumpkin Center, and there's the Butcher Hook Steakhouse, which is, makes a really good steak and a really good hamburger. And then you can get to Guy Sela and Rye, and they've opened the old Friendly Place restaurant again. They just reopened it. And that's a story why? That's a story because that, there for that's you. the only gunfight I've ever been oh, in. Oh, all right. <laughs> and that, for another you day. Obviously won. Uh, <laughs> man, he obviously won. He ducked the best. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I dove behind the ice machine, and they actually pulled bullets out of the ice machine. Woo. And then I went back because I wanted the lantern that the guy shot, but they had to keep it for evidence. Oh, bummer. <laughs> Well, we got well, if you did Apache Trail, the bullet holes are still in the front of that store. Interesting. You better leave me time to talk about my, my favorite flat. one. All right. <laughs> so we're moving up past Gaisila into Payson. A lot of great places in Payson. Um, the Beeline Cafe is there. Uh, one of the great places for a, a Reuben. Jennifer uh, says that's the best pumpkin pie she's ever eaten. Okay. It All was right. amazing. Uh, Susie's Q Barbecues across the street. Uh, Buffalo Bar and Grill never disappoints. And I tell you what. That's a good cheeseburger. When we're there for the rodeos, we stay at the Majestic Mountain Inn because the rooms are so big on the back stretch. And in the adjacent parking lot is Fargo Steakhouse. And I've never been disappointed. We always get a takeout order to bring to the room after rodeo nights. I've never been disappointed. Keep going north into Payson. You better get Jennifer Jennifer over to Prescott here real quick. (laughs) All right, so we're going to bypass Strawberry and Pine and Camp Verde (laughs) and great places. And in that route, as you get over into, you've gone up and down multiple different terrains, and you've seen so much of Arizona. Just about every aspect of terrain except Aspen. Yep, that's right. Well, if you make yourself, if you're still, can you still make it? You go over to Charlotte Hall Museum. Yes. And it's it's so wonderful on so many levels. But one of the great things about it is the landscaping. Again, very well labeled. Everything there grows in that in that surrounding area. And um, they have a, they're really famous for their rose garden, which is in great bloom right now. Uh, the folk festival's coming up October 6th. They'll still be in bloom. A great combination. Go over there and listen to great music and walk around the gardens. There, That's actually a tribute rose garden to the territorial women. And you can, if you go on the website, you can find, you could actually nominate someone's name to go in to be represented by the garden, and they'll put that person's information up on their website. But they have to have been part of Arizona's history before 1912. I got and Charlotte Hall Museum is... A block off the square. Yeah. yeah. i got to find a new favorite place to eat in Prescott. You know, they closed my favorite restaurant, 129 and a half, which is the little jazz restaurant. I loved that place. But Ben, Ben 129. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, one, that's good. Ben 129 is, is, mm-hmm. is pretty good. But, boy, that little jazz restaurant, I, I hated that they closed that. That was. Well, you got the Lone Star Cafe. So. Lone Star, El Gato Azul. Uh, the Bill's Pizza. Well, the kids love Bill's Pizza. Okay. Well, I see how it is. <laughs> well, and from there. Where are we going to go eat when the show's well, over? <laughs> and we didn't even get to Flagstaff. You can either go 89 up to Ash Fork and do Williams in the Route 66, or you can do 89A through Jerome and Sedona and end up through Kachina Village into Flagstaff. We, we haven't even gotten to the high elevation yet. It's I'm, a great state. I'm going to go get a table right now at Sierra Bonita. <laughs> see y'all there. <laughs>